Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Book by Bill Johnson. The Bible commands us to dance and sing before him. And I was thinking, Lou, you're not obedient. And God, you're going to have to do a work. And he just did. I want to go back to the word that Phyllis shared with us for a moment. Um, I was sharing with a coworker this week in light of the um, city council's proposed resolution about a non-discrimination ordinance for the LGBT community. Um, I was sharing with this coworker that while I oppose that resolution, I want those whom I interact with to know that I don't oppose them. For God, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, right after that says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So, God is not against people. He's against their sin. Because it hurts them. And he hates what it does to them. And he loves them, so he hates their sin. Not only that... But as I was sharing with this coworker, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 says, He, the Father, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, I've been at this a long time. And there are still times when I don't feel very righteous. Can you all agree with that? You, all, you know, that debris that we talked about? It's like, God, I'm so tired of this stuff. Okay, but you know what? One of the greatest forms of debris is the lies of the enemy that tell you that you are not accepted in the beloved, that tell you that you are just dirt, you're just trash, you're just, you know, whatever the enemy wants to tell you about yourself. It's not true, people. He made you righteous. It's the gift of righteousness, according to Romans 5.17. The gift. It's not something you earn. It's something you receive. So don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that you can't come to God and you can't flow in the Holy Spirit, that you can't be used by the power of God. It's all a lie. It's all a deception. You are the children of the Most High God. And you have the authority and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to do what he tells you to do. Don't let anything stop you. So something 
truly did break when we all did that. It's, it's like a tangible thing. Feels different in here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why it feels different. <laughs> Benji said it's it's different in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We what we receive, we freely give. So, Lord, we do release that over our city. Hmm. Ah, hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Chris brought me that uh, first song that we did, and I I always loved that song, but we, we never did it, I don't think, did we? Receive our praise? Because at the time it came out, my guitar playing was at a place where that one was a little beyond me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that uh, that was the right song for the right time. And, I mean, we skipped like five songs because that one song got us to where it normally would have taken five songs to get. And that was cool. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> Phyllis shared this message by uh, David Wilkerson with me. And yeah, we're talking about the river again. Uh, and, <clears throat> wow. Uh, the Lord gave him the interpretation of Ezekiel's vision in Ezekiel 47 that I shared with you just like three or four weeks ago. And we looked at that. And <clears throat> I, I never, you know, I understood certain aspects of it, but uh, when, when he uh, really shared his revelation from the Lord, it, it just, uh, it makes so much sense. Uh, and, and it really is pretty clear. So, yeah, what I want to talk about today is sort of the invitation of Ezekiel's vision in Ezekiel 47 and how we rightly respond to that invitation so that we can be full uh, participants in, in what's being revealed in that vision. And, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful to the Lord for, for the journey that he's, he's had us on. Uh, because the true Christian life that he's called us to is, was not intended to be easy. Uh, it, it was intended to be costly to us in in many ways, and that's what the crucified life 
is all about. And I remember back when we were on 15th Street and Kim had a word for me and I, I wish I'd written it down. I wish I could remember exactly what it was, but it was, it was something to the effect that, okay, I've, I've had you protected for some time, and, and now you're going to start to experience reality. <laughs> uh huh. Something like that, and then. Uh, <clears throat> After we'd gotten kicked out of 15th Street, then I, I got this word from Charlene that uh, Barbara just transposed for me. This, this was like in April of 2015 that the Lord was removing the apron strings. And, you know, those didn't really sound that good <laughs> at the time. But in light of knowing the goodness of God, uh, he, he would do those things for us because he wants us to get to a place that not that many are even willing to, to go to. Uh, I mean, even even the idea of it <laughs> is would would be rejected by by most. And going on the journey to get there, uh, most will will end up bailing at some point. But the Lord has has promised to us. Uh, at least three times in in the last year that that he's getting us there because we've continued to say yes we've continued to desire to get to the place that God wants to take us and and he's he's guaranteed it uh, one prophecy is he's laid out the red carpet and all we have to do is just walk. Walk it out. Uh, we have the Lord's yoke, and there's nothing the enemy can do to stop what the Lord wants to do. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the worst is over. Because the worst was, was trying to figure out what, what the heck's going on. <laughs> and, and now that we know that... <clears throat> Well, that, that makes everything easier. Uh, so the Lord does have good plans for us, and it, it relates to this passage in Ezekiel. So I, I just want to read that again, Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12. Hey there, little buddy. Then he brought me back to the door of the house, and behold, water was flowing. The water was flowing, or water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east, for the house faced 
east, and the water was flowing down from under the right side of the house, from south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate by way of the gate that faces east. And behold, water was trickling from the south side. When the man went out toward the east with a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits, and he led me through the water, reaching the ankles. So it started out as just a trickle. And then a thousand cubits further away, it was at the ankles. And again he measured a thousand, and he led me through the water to water reaching the knees. Again he measured a thousand and led me through the water, water reaching the loins. Again he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water had risen enough water to swim in, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me back to the bank of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, on the bank of the river there were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then he said to me, These waters go out toward the eastern region and go down into the Araba. Then they go toward the sea, being made to flow into the sea, and the waters of the sea become fresh. It will come about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes will live. And there will be very many fish, for these waters go there, and the others become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. And it will come about that fishermen will stand beside it from Engedi to Englaim. <clears throat> there, uh, there will be a place for the spreading of nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. By the river on its bank, on one side and on the other, will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month because their waters flow from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. So, <clears throat> so this vision reveals Jesus himself and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit throughout the church age. Ending <clears throat> with an overwhelming flow of the Holy Spirit. So what, what happened at the cross where Jesus was cut on the side by the spear and there flowed blood and water to show that, that he had died indeed so they didn't have to break his legs. That was the beginning of the flow of the water. And at Pentecost, then the water, the river began to flow. 
that's where it really began to flow out of the sanctuary because it, it was out of the Jewish nation that the water of life, the message, the true message of the gospel began to flow. And it mostly flowed to the east, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, you, you can look at those measuring of a thousand cubits as, as time periods in the church age. And, you know, the, the water went up to the ankles. after a period of time. And then it reached the knees. And then it reached the loins. And it's going to end with such a river that cannot be crossed. You, you have to swim in the river because you can't walk across it. You, you can walk across most rivers in Wyoming. But you get to the Missouri River <laughs> in Illinois <laughs> or in Iowa and the Mississippi on the other side of Iowa and there's, there's no walking across. <laughs> in fact, if, if you even want to swim across, you, you better be a swimmer. And that's what this looks like. And that is the message and that's why Jesus himself, who was revealing this to Ezekiel, if you go back to chapter 40, uh, <clears throat> you see who this was. He, about halfway through, he said, Ezekiel, do you see this? <laughs> do you see what I'm showing you? And, and he, I mean, he, he couldn't. He, he, didn't, he didn't have a grasp. But... But this is for our time, the river. And the sad thing is that, that there will be those believers who, who are stuck in, in the salt marshes, who, who don't want to get in the river. They, they don't want the life of the spirit and even though it's it's available to them and this river is is bringing life wherever it goes they they will not be participants in it so you know in in looking at this truth this this is an amazing revelation and there's there's way more that, that I could get into. But, <clears throat> you know, the, the question in, in my mind is, Lord, how, how do we make sure that we're participants in, in this river of your spirit that, that is going to be flowing across the earth as, as your return approaches? Because that's what this is talking about. Uh, this, this river, it, it gets bigger 
and bigger and deeper and deeper as the church age unfolds. Coming to such uh, an end that, that this, this river produces an, an amazing harvest of, of fish. And, and that's what Ezekiel saw. And that, that's an amazing harvest of souls. So, you know, this, this is a great message of encouragement for us. Uh, because, you know, we, we look at what's happening in, in our country, the political process, and ay ay ay, and, you know, is, is there any hope? Uh, you know, our hope is not in the political process. <laughs> let's, let's get that settled right now. Uh, and, and the hope that we can have for our political process is that we pray Lord, let your will be done. Let your leaders be elected in our country. Lord, don't let there be uh, deception and rigging of, of this election as now we've seen has been going on for 50 years uh, because the Lord is bringing all kinds of things to light right now. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. I mean the the hidden things are 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 being revealed. And and so we we need to pray that that people will actually see uh what is being shown to be true and 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 they will act accordingly. Uh and and please do that for the next couple of weeks. Um <clears throat> because it it's all coming down to the wire here. But back to the main thrust of, of the message is being full participants in this amazing river. And, and I guess, you know, you, when, when we look at Revelation, we know it, it's not, okay, is, is it going to be a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that just accelerates and grows and grows and grows and grows? Or is it going to be the, the difficult times and the shaking and, and everything that we see in Revelation? And the answer is yes. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be both. Uh, God wasn't wrong on one hand and, and right on the other. He's, he's going to be right on both hands. And, and so, you know, we, we need to be ready in spirit for both. Have our souls prepared for both, and 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 you know, be be wise and 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 be prepared with our bodies and uh, with whatever the Lord tells us to do for for both. Because many focus only on the physical side, and they neglect the spiritual, and at, at the possible expense of of missing out on on the greatest time for the church in. In, in the history of, of the world. Because what we see in, in Ezekiel's vision is that the most amazing times for the church are ahead of us. They're not behind us. Uh, <clears throat> but yet, uh, there's going to be difficulty at the same time. 
And so, like I said, we, we need to have our, our souls prepared. And the, <clears throat> the thing I want to focus on today is, is our, our spiritual preparation. And the way to become a full participant in the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the history of earth is the crucified life. There's, there's, there's a gospel that is preached in, in America. It's not preached as much in other places because it, it just doesn't work. But it's preached here that it really doesn't cost you anything to enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and I, I just want <clears throat> to remind us uh, what it means to be redeemed. Because if, if we've been born again, we've, we've been redeemed. And the, the best example that I can give of, of being redeemed is uh, stuff that I buy at pawn shops. Okay? <laughs> mostly musical equipment. <laughs> but that stuff is owned by the pawn shop. It was previously owned by somebody else. But they're trying to sell it. And so, uh, let's see. I don't think any of this stuff came from a pawn shop, but <laughs> I have a few guitars and a few amplifiers that did. Uh, <clears throat> So let's let's just think about an amplifier. So it's at the pawn shop, and I, I see it. It's it's a nice one. I like it, and and so I find out what the price is, and then I offer them half because <laughs> that's the way pawn shops work. And usually they'll sell it to you if you have cash right there. So I give them the cash. They give me the amplifier. It's now mine. That was you and me. We were, we were under the control, to one extent or another, of the spirit of this world. We, we were in his pawn shop. <laughs> Jesus saw us, all of us, behind the window. <laughs> Saw what pitiful condition we were in and how great we would look if we were cleaned up. And he saw that we had value. And so he asked the owner of the pawn shop, his father, <laughs> see, Satan doesn't own the pawn shop. He's just like the manager because God owns everything. He asked the father what, what the price was for all of these souls. And the father said, well, it would have to be a perfect human life. And 
we know what Jesus said. He didn't even haggle. He said, I'll pay that. And we know that he did. He, he left the glory of heaven and the perfect communion of the Godhead to be born in a stable and, and live a life as a human being while being fully God. He was fully human. And he lived that perfect life and, and voluntarily paid that price for every one of us. And if we have said yes to that gospel, we know what Paul said. Because this is, this is what he said in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And that is the foundation of the crucified life, is understanding that we've been redeemed. We were owned by somebody else. But we let somebody buy us out of that that we were in. Which, which was going to be death and eternal separation from God. That, that's where we were headed. But Jesus paid the price to, to redeem us. Which means that I'm not my own. You're not your own. We are owned by somebody else. <laughs> and this one who owns us, he's, he's got great plans for us that, that include an eternity with him, seeing his glory, and, and worshiping him and helping to rule and reign with him if, if we become overcomers. <clears throat> so uh, that's an important part of this whole understanding is, is this is the gospel that we're under someone else's ownership. So, you know, now that I own that amplifier, I get to take it wherever I want to. I get to play whatever guitar I want through it. If I want to turn it up so loud I break the speaker, I can do that. <laughs> and, and see, God sometimes does crazy stuff like that. Always be careful when you say, well, God wouldn't. Oh, really? 
is we know he'll ask us to do things that we would we would not normally do. Sometimes things that, that we would not think he would even want done. Because his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he is seeing the end from the beginning and all the steps in between that that we don't see. So <clears throat> I, I want to share a couple more scriptures with you and and then just some practical insights into the crucified life that I'm I'm coming to understand. Uh, because the crucified life is a, a process. <coughs> I, I wish it was a zap from the Lord <laughs> and it was all over. And that, there have been a few people, I think, over the centuries who may have experienced something like that. Uh, but for most of us, uh, it's it's kind of what uh, what Jesus said. In Matthew 16, he said, If anyone wants to be my disciple, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. And re regarding the river, he said this in John chapter 7. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The two go hand in hand. Um, <clears throat> if if we want to be those through whom rivers of living water, this river that Ezekiel saw, will flow out of, then we must be those disciples who take up our cross daily and follow him and be willing to lose our life 
And, and that means give up things that you want to do. That's what that means. For the sake of the one who purchased you. That's, that's part of the crucified life. You see, we don't get to make all of our own decisions anymore. And, and the more we enter into the crucified life, the more we ask the Lord, can I do this? <laughs> or is there something else that you want me to do? Because the, when, when the river flows out of us, it's when we can say, like Paul did, and like we sang in the song today, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, which means I hear him and I obey him. And I stay connected to him who loved me and gave himself for me. So <clears throat> these, these are just some practical things that I'm learning about the crucified life that, that hopefully will, will be helpful. Uh, I shared this one a couple weeks ago. In, in your life and my life, only one nature can be revealed at a time. So whatever it is that we're doing, if our own nature is being revealed, then the nature of Christ isn't. And if his nature is being revealed at a point in time, then our nature is somewhere underneath. Uh, it's about learning what's on his heart and being motivated by what's on his heart. Uh, this this is a key, I think, and all of us are, are going to need to learn this if we're going to see the kingdom built in Cheyenne, if we're going to see the kingdom expand in Cheyenne, that it's about laying down your life for the sake of another. And, and this involves time, effort, resources. It's done in prayer. It's done in action. And, and we just have to look at Jesus' life in the Gospels to see what that looks like. Uh, <clears throat> that book by about Rees Howells, Reese Howell's intercessor. If if you want to see practically what that looks like in in someone's life, read that book. I mean, if if you have not read that book, read Reese Howell's intercessor. That uh, <clears throat> it'll mess you up. Uh, the crucified life is about loving God and wanting what he wants more than what you want.
And that's a hard place to get to. Maybe harder for us in America than most other places because we have so many options. <laughs> and we're so used to getting what we want. You know, it's, it's not just that we can go get a hamburger for lunch, but we could go to any of 50 different places and get the exact hamburger with everything that we want and nothing that we don't want cooked exactly the way we want it, and we can get it in about 10 minutes. <laughs> there aren't too many places on earth where you have those kind of options. Uh, the crucified life is about loving and serving God and loving and serving people, even lost people. Uh, it is only this kind of life that builds the kingdom and moves the kingdom forward. It is only the crucified life that results in eternal reward. Because everything, is el everything else is wood, hay, and stubble. The things that we do that flow out of being in the river, those are the gold and silver and precious stones that we get to take into the next life. Because that first passage that I shared from the New Testament about Jesus coming and rewarding each one according to what they've done, that's, that's what he's getting at. And he wants us to have a great reward. So he's, he's encouraged us to all be overcomers, to all count the cost of being a disciple and, and to lay down our lives to get to that place. And, and finally, the crucified life is the life of abiding, remaining in constant connection communion, prayer, praise with, with the Lord. It's living in continual dialogue as, as Brother Lawrence did. How many um, dishwashing um, servants in, you know, hidden, tucked away in in nowheresville get hundreds of people coming and <laughs> wanting to meet with them and and talk with them because of something that that they have and that was brother lawrence <clears throat> so the river is coming And, and the Lord has, has positioned us uniquely 
to have our hearts prepared for this because of the things that he's led us through. And uh, I am thankful for that. Uh, None of us are, are where we were two years ago. Uh, we're we're more tender. We're seeking after God more. We're we're wanting to know what's on His heart and see Him get what He wants. And that that is a good place for us to be. So I want to pray over us. Jesus, thank you for redeeming us. And could you just say, I'm redeemed. And I know what that means. <laughs> I'm not my own. <laughs> I've been bought with a price. And Jesus, thank you for paying that price for us. I thank you for positioning us to participate in the release of your river. We say yes anew. Continue to prepare us in every way that we need to be prepared. Most importantly, in the Spirit. Give us hearts to seek after you, to obey you, to love you, to serve you, to love others and serve them, to do the things that you put before us to do and not leave anything undone. For your glory, Jesus. Amen. Mm. so we will have prayer in, in the prayer room over here if anybody needs prayer